I'm going to spend a minute. Um, we really felt like uh, in the past, you know, this charge at the end to go in this life of adventure um, obviously has to happen, but uh, we felt like there were so many things the Spirit was going to do this weekend that we didn't want to overplan that. And so this is probably be a, is a pretty raw deal, but I want to give ourselves permission to do that. But I want to also start with that. I want to give you permission to do something, because the question that beat inside your chest when you get home is now, what do I do? The first thing I want to remind you is, is it's not about what do you do, it's about who you are. Amen. It's be, have, do, okay? Can't lose sight of that. The enemy is going to try to take that. That's, that's what he's going to try to take. How many of you guys were impacted by testimonies this weekend? Can you put that picture up, France? You know, like, the purpose of a testimony is in part to, like, give hope. How many of you guys got hope? Yeah. If Bill can do it, I can do it. If Andy can do it, I can do it. If Caleb can do it, I can do it. If Brent can do it, I can do it. If Rick can do it, I can do it, right? Oh, we know God is what does it, but, man... Amen for that. But what that testimony also does is as it comes out of your mouth, it goes back into your own mind, back into your heart, and it feeds you too. And it's the thing that will keep you in the game. Like Quinn said, it's time to get in the game. So there is an action step. The action step is to share your story. But the problem probably is a lot of us, even where we sit right now, I've come out of the grave, is I'm worried about being judged. I don't know how to tell it. I'm nervous about it. What are they going to think? Does anybody feel those things? So we've talked a lot about lies, and it all boils down to what you believe. Do you, do you believe that the Holy Spirit's coming to your life? Do you believe that he can come into your life? And that testimony is going to refeed you. This is a picture of a pump. Anybody? Well, I was going to ask you what it was. So I got just, we got this... <laughs> Uh, all, in all honesty, I didn't know what this was, so we just, we just built a house, and we have two hot water heaters, okay, side by side, and this pump sits in, in between, and a couple weeks ago, my wife said, man, the water's not hot enough. Can we turn the hot water heaters up? So I go out there, and there's a dial on that pump. It, it, that pump connects the two hot water heaters, and so I go out there, and there's a dial, and it just says low, medium, high, and it was on medium, so I just thought, well, click it over to high, and it'll get hot, so then I, some of y'all know what the pump does, so I... Uh, <laughs> It don't heat the hot water. And so I, I text the, the guy and said, hey, man, um, I just did this. Is this good? He goes, no, 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 put it back to medium. Uh, the purpose of that pump is to circulate the hot water so that when you turn the water on inside, you don't have to wait for it to get hot. And it hit me. That's your testimony. The purpose of your testimony is to keep that spirit circulating inside your life so that you stay hot, so that you don't get lukewarm. Does that make sense? You got the pump in you. It's the Holy Spirit. And these two hot water heaters, you've got Jesus and you've got the Father, man, you are ready to roll. And you can turn the pump on high, that won't hurt it. But that's its purpose. And so, just thinking through that, we, we wanna bring Ty up. Where are you at, Ty? Hmm. 
I was there when Ty shot his first bow and arrow, so we sometimes call him Bullseye Ty because he hit it right in the dead center, uh, didn't he? Um, so I'm going to move over here. This is going to be a little different, but I think you guys will get it. This is really a two-fold deal. Um, some of you guys out there, you've got guys that have come into your life and they're stuck and they're counting on you and you feel like you've stepped into a disciple role, but you're nervous to do that. Does anybody feel that way? Okay, I feel that way. And then some of you guys have a story, but you're not sure how to tell it, but it's inside of you and it's burning and you just need a little bit of help doing it. And so what this is, is we wanna literally model that for you of what that can look like, what you can go home and what you can literally do. And also for some of you, um, or really all of you, this is a great time to take notes because I just feel like the Lord says, I wanna, sons, I wanna teach you how to do this. In this simple, simple process of literally like packaging your story. I mean, I know that Brent Jordan, before he told his, he got off in some quiet time, went to the worship room, and he was just writing it out. And what was happening is God was speaking to him as he was putting the pen to paper, and then he was able to share that with you. So what I'm not talking about is over-planning some performing thing, okay? That is, has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Fair enough? So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna ask Ty some questions. First, Ty and I go way back. Ty has, Ty has been fathered by many men in here. And I want you to know that's important. So, a few questions. First one. Yep. Um, tell these guys about when you first got saved. Uh, when I first got saved, uh, I was probably like 14, 15. Uh, I started going to church with a girlfriend. Uh, my, mom, my mom, they didn't go to church. We didn't go to church. I think she believed in God, but I, we just never went to church. I actually may have went to church with him one time in my lifetime. But uh, anyway, but that's what that's what I learned about God. Uh, I got baptized at about 14, but I really didn't know what I was getting baptized for. I just knew you were supposed to do that. Uh, so when I was with my uh, girlfriend, her mother asked, "Hey, what do you feel about getting baptized?" And I I just said, yeah, because I, I knew there was something in me that, that was needing God or wanting God, but, I mean, I didn't know what it was, so. And so then, like Rodney talked about yesterday, stepping into the entryway, right? Like you'd believe Jesus was who they were telling you that he was, maybe yeah. even. What are, what are two or three of some of the toughest things you had dealing with as a kid growing up? Uh, so growing up, uh, I just, my mom, she took care of us. It was, I had a sister who's the oldest. She's 10 years older than me. I got a brother who is the middle child. Well, I'm the middle child, and then I have a younger brother. Uh, he's 18 months younger than me. Uh, we lived in the household with my mom. She, uh, I guess she did her best to take care of us. For the most part, she lived off welfare, uh, until this day, she still does. Uh, like, uh, but just getting, she used to do drugs in the household. Me and my brother, we knew when she was doing drugs because we could get anything we wanted from her. And, and we just knew the type of people coming inside of the house, you know, uh, that, that they weren't, we knew what they were doing. I mean, we just put two and two together. Uh, 
Uh, shortly, I had a stepfather step in, uh, great guy. I really just, he, he didn't know the Lord. Uh, I just, I just think he did, was doing his best as far as parenting. Uh, so from the age of 10 to about 16, my mama left him when we were about 12, but he was still in my life. He, he, he gave us a work ethic. He taught us how to work. So from the age of 10 to about 16, me and my brother, we would go to the hay fields with him and haul hay. Uh, 10 years old, I was just driving the truck. He taught me how to drive. And my little brother, he would just walk down the roads, and he would roll the hay over. Uh, and he would roll the hay bales over uh, just to help the men have an easier path to get the, tr the hay on the truck. Uh, and eventually, I graduated to throwing the hay on the trailer, and he started driving. So we learned how to work at a young age. So, And we, we never had money, uh, really. Uh, I say really never had money. We didn't have any money. Uh, so I didn't get my pair of nice pair of shoes until I was in eighth grade. So imagine just going from kindergarten to seventh grade. Kids are cruel out there, man. They just pick on you. So I was in school uh, just walking around. I still remember the brand. I don't know if some of y'all may be too young or too old. The, the Pro Wings. I had Pro Wings. I was in school with Pro Wings on. But uh, so when, I, when we learned how to work, we, we were like, man, me and my brother, we went and spent all our money on shoes and school clothes so we could go to school and be fashionable with the other kids, but we had to struggle because our mom, she didn't have a job, but she, she needed money, so she asked us for our money that we went out and worked hard for. <laughs> and as, as a son, you know, you want to give your mom what she asked because you feel like she's taking care of you, she's helped you uh, become who you are. So uh, with that, uh, with that, uh, we, uh, uh, that was just a, that was a hard thing. Uh, just going back to what Zach mm -hmm. asked as far as three of the hardest things. And, and we grew up poor. There was period. Before I started working, uh, my sister, she was 10 years older than us. She had a boyfriend. Uh, and he was, I don't know what he was doing, but he was making money. Because she, my mom, she had Nikes and all this type of stuff. I'm like, man. So one day I went into a closet. I tried her shoes on. And there was some Nike shoes. And they fit, so I wore them to school that day. I finally had a pair of Nikes, so I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm walking through school, yeah. <laughs> you know, got a pair of Nikes. Little do they know those are girl shoes I have on, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, I felt good, though, so. <laughs> well, let me ask good. you this. Let me ask you this. Um, You said, you, you know, going back to the salvation time, and, and I, know, I know there's a lot that's happened from, you know, that stage in life, not having a dad, having a guy come in to try to be a dad, do the best he can, I guess, whatever that means. Um, there was a salvation moment in there, probably doing that because, you know, hey, this, this will probably make the girlfriend feel like, you know, I, I'm somebody. Yeah. Um, but in your heart, you may have really, like I said, believed Jesus. I don't know if you're standing in the intro or whatever, but, but here's what I do know. Fast forward, um, I've, as I've gotten to know Ty, and some of you have, um, you know, life, like we talked about the baseball last night. You know, you about get up to age 21. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys about Ty. He started, you know, that took that work ethic into some work and was doing some things uh, in that world, making his own money. Um, had, 
had a, I don't want to steal all this, but I do want to get to a very important part in, in this is that, um, you know, marriage, a divorce, some, some issues there. Uh, by the way, how many of you guys have been through a divorce? Okay. Obviously not alone, right? And so deal, dealing with that and, you know, God brings in um, a woman into his life. And I know I didn't tell you about this question, but just in a minute, tell people what Jane means to you. Give it a good blow. <laughs> you love this man right here, don't we? Come on. First of all, Jane, she brought me to Abilene. That's what got me into Abilene. Yeah. I didn't want to go there, but uh, I just, uh, but just from visiting anyway. But uh, man, Jane came into my life in uh, 2012. Uh, we dated for about a year and a half. We broke up, took like two and a half years off, and then found each other again, but when we found each other again the second time, it was just like we had never left each other. Everything went right back to a sink, and I was like, man, I know she's the one, you know, uh, but she's, she's led me to the Lord. Uh, man, she's just changed me as a man. She's introduced me to things that I never thought I would be able to do in the world. She's told me and show me how important I am because I've never felt that. Uh, not even from my mom. So, I mean, I got a lot of motherly wounds. I, I feel like, if I'm being real, I feel like my sister kind of raised me more than my mom did when she become of age because I was always hanging with her. With her. Uh, and like I was telling somebody in my group, I, I've always felt like I wanted to be, I've always felt like a romantic type of guy, you know? Like, uh, I felt like I, I was always a, a guy who could cater to the women. Uh, but I, I really felt like I got that from my sister because I was hanging around her and her friends so much and she, she showed me so much love and took care of me and my uh, younger brother more than my mom did. So like, just, that's had, that, that relationship with my sister, I felt kind of groomed me and helped me to be a better man, but I didn't have a role model, you know? So when I met Jane, uh, she just introduced me to so many different things, man. I was telling my group, the first time I ever went out to eat, like in a restaurant, I was probably 18, and I went with my girlfriend's parents who took me, and it was like Cheddar's. So out to eat for us was Mickey D's, uh, or Sonic or Pizza Hut, you know. I didn't actually go to a restaurant or experience that until I was 18 years old with a girlfriend who took me. And uh, anyway, when I got with Jane, she she just, she led me to the Lord, just to be honest. Uh, she grew up in the church, but we weren't living a church life, and we got the Bellway, uh, and I was skeptical as well about the, you know, hands in there. I'm like, I'm too cool for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too cool. I'll give him a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I mean, just this, this weekend is just, man, it's been a great weekend. And I've been to boot camp. This is my 
fifth time if we are counting the one at home reboot. Uh, and man, I've never praised this week like I have this weekend ever in my life. And I was telling Zach yeah. about that. And one, uh, one of the guys, he was sitting behind me. He came up to me, didn't know the guy. He was just telling me, man, I feel such a, a, a great energy coming from you right now. Your, just your praise, the way you're praising. And, and it made me feel good uh, just because I don't feel, man, I, I just feel like I come from the projects, you know. And I never wanted to be a bad kid. I was never in the streets. I had to change. I could have done, I could have done that. But I chose not to because I, it was just something, I was just different, man. Mm -hmm. I just really felt different. Uh, and I still feel different to this day because I know all y'all in here are Cowboys fans. Hey, and hey, we see, hey. We see what, we see what I'm Okay, okay, right okay. Here. On that note, on that note. Okay. He, I cannot let him okay, get too wound up. Okay. Okay. Okay, let me calm now, down, Randy. Let me calm down. Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad that you went there. So, so Rodney, I think, talked about the other, the other night how... When the spirit of the, the, the when the Holy Spirit comes upon you inside you, it gets in you, it starts to be an aura around you. Um, you can't take that off you. People can feel that, sense that, maybe even see that. But what you, what he's describing in worship is, I believe, what's happening. And the reason I believe that because, you know, even though getting you know, manufacturally saved or whatever you call that, fourteen, a couple boot camps ago, we sat right up in this room after Rodney Boyd talked to us about who Holy Spirit was. And we sat in that room, and Ty said, I, he looked at me and, and my buddy JR, and some of you guys were in that room too. Uh, and he said, I, Will you guys baptize me tomorrow? I said, Absolutely. But then the Spirit was going, Well, we'll do that. But Ty, would it be okay if we, we asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life tonight? Can we baptize you in the Holy Spirit? He said, I'm, I'm surrendered. She said, Yeah, stood up. And so I, I can't remember. He had a, do you still have that little? I, I, it died on me. Like, it died. Like a day ago, it died. I think it was there for a reason, though. Just quick tidbit of this. He had on one of these things that checked your heart rate. And it, was, it was beating out of control. His heart rate was at 100. And, I mean, it was about to blow up. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, and so we, we just laid hands on him, man. And we didn't do, I mean, we didn't do anything. And, and the Holy Spirit consumed his life. And I watched him lay there for 30 minutes and cry. And I watched him get delivered from the things he's talking about. And I watched the Holy Spirit really, like Brent said, hey, this, I won't quote Brent, but this stuff's real, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real. And, and I know that's there. And I remember when he came out of that and was just, I mean, you know, just a different human. Um, he looked at his deal. He said, what's, what's that number saying? He tapped on it and said, Man, it's, it's zero. It, went, it died. It was gone. And then real quick, like, it came back, and it was at, like, 90. And uh, something just happened. Like, I mean, literally, like, in his heart, like, his heart, like, it's like God took his heart out and gave him something different, put it inside of him. Um, yeah, amen. Golly, it's incredible. But then, but then, real quick from there, Ty goes home. He's in that what-do-I-go-do moment. Man becomes one of the, I mean, his identity is, is in the right place, has a ton of success in his work world as a trainer, and then all of a sudden the Lord says, Jane, it's time to move to Alito, and his whole family has to go. And we'll wrap up with this right here about family. He's, he's there for a season. We talked about this the other day. For a full year, going man, without a job, sitting at home all day long, trying to raise a son that's not his as a stepdad, and a daughter that is, and going, why am I here? God, why are you doing this to me? Eventually, to get moved back to Abilene to go, God wasn't doing this to me. He was doing this for me. 
so that I could be the father that I never had. I needed to get away from all the stuff, all the people telling me how awesome I am, and just press into my family. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit be able to do that. And so now, where he's at in his life, I feel like, I don't want to tell you these guys where you're at in your life. What are you doing with, what are you going to do with this? Where are you so, going? So, uh, I was an electrician for 10 years. Uh, it's cold out there in West Texas. <laughs> so, I mean, that was one of the reasons. But really, I, I, in finding the Lord, he, he's, he's opened my mind back up to what I truly wanted to do. And it was to be a coach. Uh, so, now I'm going to school at Cisco. Uh, I'm in my second year. Uh, to, to go be a coach and a, t and a teacher. But uh, the reason I'm doing it is, man, I, I feel led to, to go find that, that little tie, that young tie that's out there who needs that, uh, that, that father figure, that man, uh, uh, that's going to help them get through whatever uh, hardships they, they have. And I feel like, uh, I've, just to be honest with you guys, I just have a, like, I feel like, when it's time for me to disciple someone, I just feel so much judgment coming at me. Like, is, is he going to accept it? Is he going that's to, that's, that's something that's been holding me back from, from being who God wants me to be. Uh, but I feel like this weekend, I, I, I've let a lot of that go. And I yeah. felt it in my praise. Yes. Every time yeah. my hands go up. And, and even in praise, I got, just from lifting weights and not taking care of myself, I got two bum shoulders. But every time I, I raise them up, I, that pain's gone. Hey, you man. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I really just feel like this this boot camp has really like shifted something in me. I'll just tell y'all a small story this morning. Uh, I told one person, Ed, he's in my group over there. Uh, this morning I woke up at like six or maybe 5:50, and I was automatically thinking about this. I mean, it was on my mind. I had to go use the restroom. I just stepped out on the porch because we in New York. <laughs> Way out there. And York. York. Did York. you call it a York? York. <laughs> man, I think, when I think York, I'm going to New York. I got you. That's far, man. Yeah. That's way out there. That's, uh, anyway, I, I woke up, man, and I was just, I got back in the sheets. And I just, some just, I just didn't feel like getting up yet. And uh, man, I was laying there, and I was just talking to the Lord, and and I just started bawling, man. And I didn't even know what was going on. Uh, it, it reminded me of that times that when when you uh, when we were up there, and the Holy Spirit came upon me. So I felt like that was the Lord bringing a peace yep. to me and, and ridding the fear uh, of getting up here in front of you guys, because. Now, I, when I came up here, I wasn't nervous. I didn't feel the fear of having to tell you guys my story. Uh, I just feel like he was coming inside of me just telling me, son, hey, I have you. I'll take care of you. I'll Amen. give you the words that yeah. you need when you step yeah. up there today. So, Yeah. We love you, man. I, you, like I said, you, you're fathered, yeah. and you, you are a father. Yeah. I mean, you just All look right. to your left. Look over your shoulder. You're not a place you can turn where you don't have guys that have your back, have your front, have all of it. Yes, the most important thing is where you put your feet, like Randy Boyd said. What's your friend? Jesus, man, that's it. That's it. And no, you have an enemy. One thing. Most of you guys don't know that Ty and was going to be and is a, a leader of a fire team this weekend. He had a co-leader. And Jesse's wife got sick. And so he had to stay home. 
And we asked him, all right, Ty, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you, you, you the man, and are you ready to go? No hesitation. Let's go. Got it. First time as a fire team leader. How do you do, guys? Huh? Yeah. They're over there. What's up, fellas? Uh, you guys can see this already. We saw it a few years ago. Our Father God has created Ty Morrison to be a kingdom shaker. If you don't think that's going to happen, you just watch this man. You watch him go. Thanks, bro. All right, hey, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, we're sending you guys out, and like Zach said earlier, we're, we're kind of commissioning you to, to go. And what does that look like? Guys, you have the story. I mean, I, I, could, just, I could just throw a hacky sack out there, and whoever caught it, you could walk up here, and you could tell your testimony just like that, and you change men's lives. Y'all understand this? You understand how important this is? It's as simple as you get back from camp and someone says, what, what, what are you all excited about? I mean, what, what are you fired up about? Just, just tell them. You don't have to, well, let me tell you this story. We had this guy named Rodney up there. He, hey, do you know the Lord has a house for you? And you haven't yet walked in that house. You don't, you don't do that. The second you say, let me tell you where I was, and you're gonna start, you're gonna start crying. Have you noticed every guy that comes up here within the first 10 seconds, they're what? They're crying. Because they're like, whoo! Guys, that's that's your story. But I wanna I wanna jump up here because the message today is an adventure to live. What you guys are hearing in these testimonies is the mountaintop. They're at the top of the mountain. And the day I, I, I would say we listened to Ty's testimony, it was probably unanimous. As we're listening to his story, where, where are the, those that were there, was it an hour or an hour and a half? That's why we came up here with Ty. He, he spoke for an hour and a half, okay? And as he finishes his testimony, we all look at each other and go, Ty, that's not your story. That's not your story. You've got an adventure to live. Can y'all see it? You see the adventure in this man, right? He, I can't wait to hear what he does for kids, for those little ties. I can't wait to see what he does in people's lives. And guys, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, this, this whole mumbo jumbo thing, it was awesome, it was real, and, and I had a great experience, and now I'm back to my real life. I don't know what they're talking about, an adventure to live. You're missing it. There is an adventure to live. You gotta live it through God's way. So, and I can't wait to see what Ty's adventure is. I told him, when we were sitting there, I said, you got, you got kingdom kids coming in your life, didn't I? I said, you're gonna have, you're gonna, you're gonna, if you don't adopt them, you're gonna love them like they're yours, every stinking kid. But listen, I could touch every one of you on the head right now and go, that's your story too. You have an adventure if you're willing to just simply step into it because you're already at the mountaintop. Like you're looking out there like, look at this adventure. I don't wanna do that, that's scary. Can I get an amen? We're ready for an adventure. So we're just kind of bouncing back and forth this morning. I don't know if you guys, uh, where we go from there. Uh, 
You want me to just keep getting it? Go. All right, I got this last night. So y'all better start thinking of something to say. Oh, we got it. We just, <laughs> we just knew you weren't through yet. <laughs> well, you know me, I'm not ever done. I feel like God said this last night. And uh, stood right here and prayed with the man. And when it was over, I, I left. And I said, God, what? That was, pretty, that was pretty heavy. He said, yeah, why does it take you so long to see things? And uh, so here, let me tell you what I feel. I feel like those things you wrote on your card that you can't release from. Felt like God saying, was telling me last night, you can't be released from them, and let's be honest, you can't be released from them because you're what? You're, you're good at it. Listen, can we all admit that we're really good at being bad? We're world class at this, I cleaned up my language this morning, by the way. We're really good at this crap, right? When someone says, I can't, I can't get out, like it seems like every, here's the thing, guys. I'm gonna flip from my Christian hat into my world hat where I motivate and talk to people all the time. You have a God-given strength and a God-given talent that the enemy has tricked you into using the wrong way. That's why you don't get out because you're good at it. It's your gift. And I was talking to Hogue this morning. I said, help me with this passage. I don't know where it is. And he said, it's in the book of Acts, somewhere between chapter one and the last one. <laughs> that was his answer. I said, yeah, you're right. It's in there. And I said, there's a story. I got to get it. I got, he said, it's in, the, it's in the Acts. It's all right. Just go with it. There's a story where, y'all remember this. If you got it, you can just scream it out at me. But the magicians and the wizards and the witches of the time follow around the disciples and the apostles because what do they want? They want the gift of the Spirit, but they're gonna use it how? In the wrong way. Guys, this is heavy. If you're wondering, Kevin, I, 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 can't, I, I can't keep women off of me. I have never had that problem, but Amen. I can't stop attract. I can't. I can't. I can't stop partying. I can't stop this. There's a God has given you a talent to be magnetizing to people, but you're using it the wrong way. Like, what would happen if you brought people in and you said, you know what? We're not partying. We're going to talk about the Lord. I've got something better than that because that it is so natural for you. And I just felt like I need to tell you guys this morning: take that God-given talent. Take it out of, the, out of that darkness realm and flip it to where it's supposed to be used for good. Amen? Because I don't think God wants you to stop being the person that is attractive to people. Maybe we need to stop attracting those type of people and go, I'm gonna use that for good. That's it for me. <clears throat> I'm only going to take a, just a couple minutes seriously because we have some other, other things to do. We're going to be uh, getting you guys uh, out of here. You can go home. Every year we get to this point, ever since 2009, we've done boot camp. 
And looking out here again at a group of guys, and please understand, guys, you, you've got to know as fired up as you are this morning, you got that freaking enemy laying for you when you get home. And every year I see three, 400 guys nod their head at me. Yeah, I got it, Pastor Reese. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You don't, no, you don't have it. I mean, you've got to understand the enemy is going to test and see. All right, did you, did, you, did you really put it right here or did you not? He's going to test you. Now, here's the deal. Here, here's, here's the key deal. If you don't respond well, every time that the enemy comes and tempts you or tests you, you need to understand what he, all he wants you to do is to fail one time and get discouraged and say, screw it, I'm out. Apparently nothing really happened to me. Don't do that, guys. Boot camp's going to be over in an hour and a half. Holy Spirit, you get to take with you. I'm, guys, I'm, you, you, you probably just, how many, they're probably thinking somebody, how many times are they going to tell me about I got to have Holy Spirit? Because he's the deal. You're not. You don't have what it takes to do this as a man. But if you've got Holy Spirit that is truly leading you, you can do this. And if you screw up and you fail or whatever, get, like I said the other morning, get your butt up. Don't let, enemy, enemy just wants to make you think that you, you're just, okay, I'm just headed back. Okay? So just know who you've got. And your brothers that are with you, guys, here's, here's the key. If, if the last time you meet with your fire team or with part of your fire team is this weekend, then I'm really concerned about you. And if, and if you're the only one in your fire team that wants to meet together, then go find some other guys that were here and get with them. The guys who continue on are the guys who take some steps and stay together in their fire team or with some other brothers and they do this. You cannot do this without your brothers. Just without other men in your life. You just can't do this. One of the things that happened as a result of, we talked about it for years, you know, how that guys would come up to whether it's me or one of the other leaders and say, dang, Reese, boot camp is so awesome and I got so much. Lord did so much in my life, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to really walk this out. I don't know how to keep that power of Holy Spirit that I felt and knew when I was at camp. What do I do? So, about three years ago, the the Lord gave us a a download and said, "All right, we're going to do Man Academy." Man Academy, I'm going to tell you in a second if you don't know about it, but Man Academy is birthed out of guys like you saying, I need something for the, you know, from here on 
that I can grow in. I need some more tools. I need to learn some more, whatever. So Man Academy is a two-year commitment. Now, if you're about to choke on that, <laughs> you need to know that that's not by accident. And we're not doing it just out of just completely a delusion about that this two-year deal. No, we, guys, this could have been a three or four-year deal. We had to, we have 53 messages that we give at Man Academy over a two-year period of time, and we could have easily had 100, 125, easy. But here's the deal. The rest of your life, begins today. Amen. And if we men, Pastor David, he loves, he, 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 he stood up and he has, he has said, I, I was wrong. I told David we were going to do this two-year man academy three years ago. And he looked at me and said, go for it. It ain't going to work because God's not going to do two years. Well, I don't mind telling you, that kind of just jumped right in the middle of my you-know-what. <laughs> and I thought, all right. Let's, I know some of these guys, and I think they're better than that. We had 62 guys graduate last year. First graduating class of Man Academy. And, 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 even, and that was part of that was at the, at the beginning of COVID. Then COVID kept going. Last year, we really, you know, took out a lot of guys, which I totally understand. We had 20, 20 more. We got 82 guys that had graduated from Man Academy. They stayed the course. Two years, guys, is nothing if you are all in and you said you were yesterday. Two years is nothing except the time for you to continue to grow Hear from the Lord, step into more of who you are as husbands and fathers and friends and all of that. So here's the deal. Next Sunday, if you're a South Campus guy, Man Academy starts next Sunday during first service at uh, 9 o'clock service at South Campus, okay? The ladies have the same thing going on. They're going to be, this year, they're going to be doing the same topics that we're doing. So your wife or your girlfriend can go with the gals. You can be at Man Academy. And then you go to church, second service. Y'all can do that, right? It's not, I mean, I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it's the deal. And then if you're at North Campus, North Campus Man Academy starts on the 10th, two weeks from today. And there's a reason why we stagger that, because you'll get the, the guys that teach at South will teach the same lesson a week later at North. Are you with me? Uh, I knew somebody's going to ask me that. <laughs> well, I know at South, at South Campus, you're in uh, B201 for if you're a first-year guy. Second-year guys, we had, you know, we got some second-year guys now that'll be in the chapel. At North Campus, we've had to move. You're in the, you're on the first floor now. Here's the deal. Don't worry about that. We're gonna. There's a sign-up sheet back there. Jaden, raise your hand. See back there where Jaden, where all the merch, the merchandise is and whatnot. This morning before you leave, now don't just do this haphazardly because, you know, 
Now, you, you ask the Lord, Lord, am I supposed to do this? And if he says yes, you go sign up, your name, your phone number, uh, your email. I need that because we need to send you some information this week uh, and next week probably. So at any time this morning you want to go back there and sign up for Man Academy, you can do that. It is really important. Just to how many guys in here have, uh, have gone or are still going to Man Academy right now? Raise your hand. Look at there, guys. Huh? Y'all stand up. Oh, two sign-up tables? All right, so Chuck's got one. All right, good. Chuck's over there. Jane's over there. So there's, there's a, there's a sign-up deal right there. So, um, yeah, go. This may be that. Nope. Um, you know, Jesus came to serve, right? And so there's also opportunities to get involved with in the big country area. Um, where's Greg? Greg, you still over there somewhere outside? So Fellowship of Christian Athletes is an organization that's all over the country. And this Wednesday night in Abilene at uh, Abilene Wiley High School at the Bulldog Football Stadium. How many of you guys live in Abilene? Okay, they're, they're in need of what you would call an encourager, okay? So just visualize this. This is somebody that goes down and stands out on the middle of the football field while a speaker, while there's worship and all that goes on. You get to worship with, with all these young adults, people like what Tide talked about, the little ties. And, and, my, and my daughter, people like my kid. And they, they get to experience just a little bit of this, right? But there's a message, and that message is an invitation. And there's gonna be kids that come down onto that field, usually a few hundred, would you say, Greg? Or something, quite a few. And they're gonna come up to the people and the men and women who are on that field. This is something you can do with your wife. It's a great opportunity to serve with your wife. Um, and, and they'll do all the work. They'll take all the stuff out. They'll tell you exactly how to do it, what to do. And really, really what they do is they, they put that kid back into a system where they have called huddles into a school where a coach knows that that kid did that and uh, someone that goes out and represents Fellowship of Christian Athletes. How many of you guys know Jamie Calvary? Jamie and, and the team of people. You, how many of you guys have been in, touched and impacted by the Holy Spirit that works through Jamie Calvary? So he's doing that in the lives of young people and he's getting a lot of favor, Okay. And I'll be honest, me as a kid, FCA didn't do that for me. It was one of those things I poked holes at. But there was not a spirit-filled man that was leading that. And, and it's okay, to, but it is what it is. But I can tell you from knowing that there's, there's some things, there's places, here's what happened. There's places that say, you can't go here, and he's getting favor to go there. Okay? So there's something happening in that area. The enemy is trying to do things into our kids, but God has a plan. Okay? But it's very helpful for guys who step into that role. So Wednesday night, like literally in a couple of days, there's an opportunity to do that. If you would like to know more about that, sign up for that. You can go see Greg sitting right over here. He'll tell you everything there is to know. That's a God-serving man. And you'll be, you'll be in good shape. Hey, guys, real quick before Kevin steps uh, back in. I, I failed to say a while ago, if you're a North Campus guy, starts on the 10th, but it's in third service, it's 11.30 service, so what guys do, they go, to, they go to church, the second service, go to third service, uh, and that's when Man Academy is uh, over at North Campus. Go all right, so also, if you, uh, we're, what we're trying to do is just give you guys some opportunity to stay plugged in, stay engaged. Um, real quick, is Fuzzy Smith still here? Fuzzy? 
No, no okay, Fuzzy took off. Boots on the ground or some boots on the ground guys here? Anybody? Okay, boots on the ground guys. Stand up real quick if you've kind of been a part of that. Uh, this is just a great opportunity um, for you guys to just plug in. You know what they do. We're not really doing a, a big commercial for them, but if you want to be connected to some things, um, boots on the ground, is a, it's, it's a great way to stay connected because these guys are going to also keep you accountable. They're going to straight up ask you straight questions like, hey, I saw you camp, how's it going? And you can't, you can pose, but they're, they've got the Holy Spirit now so they can see through it, right? Um, they got a little Quinn in them. Uh, so the other thing was, uh, Jason Groves, are you still here? Okay, Jason Groves, stand up. Uh, Refuge Ranch is also a great, is he, there he is right here, okay. Um, <laughs> Refuge Ranch is a great way to stay connected. They have man night on Sunday nights. They also have a ton of different things. Uh, by the, is it once a month? Once a month? Okay, and usually you probably see this stuff on, on our feeds. You just ignore it. Um, but now you know what it is. Now that you know what it is, it's awesome, isn't it? Boys, Lavelle boys, they've been out there. I'm pointing at y'all. You say, yeah, there you go, okay. Um, they love it. So as build fires, we act like dudes, we throw axes. Uh, sometimes we eat, you know, get meat sweats and stuff like that. But it's a great way. Ty Lavelle, where are you? Stand up if you still around here. He's there in the back. He does a great job of kind of, kind of uh, spearheading that, keeping it rolling. Once again, you're gonna be around these guys that are gonna ask you, hey, when you left camp, how does it go? And you're like, ah, ooh, hey. I mean, so you, you've got to keep those connections. So that is uh, Refuge Ranch and Boots on the Ground. Before I kick it back over to them, because I don't know if I'm going get to get the mic again. Well, I'm going to hold on to it, but I don't know if they'll let me talk. Um, when you get on the bus, here's something we're going to ask you to do. We've never done this before. Uh, I know you're going to think that's really complicated. It's somewhat girly, and I don't want to do it. Brian, it's time for you to do some girly stuff, okay? Um, so here's what you're gonna do. We're gonna ask you. There is an incredible amount of prayer that goes into this camp by a significant number of people who are not here and they just hear about the fruits and they, they hear of all the amazing stuff. We're talking about the women, your wives, the ladies' ministry and the people that have, that have done so much to make this happen. So we got this crazy idea. Actually, Chuck did. Um, first of all, how was the worship center? Did anybody go to the worship center? That was, yeah. Um, it's awesome when you listen to what God says, and he says, if you'll just do what I say, if you'll build it, they'll come. So Chuck also heard this. We, we want to give back to those people that don't get to come down here, so here's what we're going to ask you. You've got a three-hour ride back to the house. Somewhere in the back of your, your playbook, hopefully you have a blank sheet of paper, and what we'd like for you to do is just share a God story. It's not, it's not a review. We don't go, hey, we really wish Tut didn't talk so much. That'd be nice next time if he's not on there. That, that's not what this is. We want a God story. If you're willing to just kind of write a quick testimony, it might even get a, a good chance to practice. When you get off the bus, there's gonna be a box. <laughs> you know we plan so well, it's a box we found in the trash can. So it'll be laying in the, uh, it'll be at the front of the bus. When you get off the bus, we just want you to drop, just drop that in there. Because if we say, hey guys, when you get home, if you'll email us your, your testimony, guess how many we're gonna get? Yeah, four at the best. So can we all agree? You don't, you don't have to do this, but it's a great opportunity to say, you know what, I just, I kinda wanna put my story and I want someone to know because there are people that put a lot into that worship tent, I mean worship room, and at the second they say, I laid flat on my fa face and I confessed everything to God, they're gonna go, amen, because they need these testimonies. Because the way the song says, that's how we 
lift each other up is the power of our testimony. Guys, I don't know that I'm going to say anything else. God bless you. Thank you so much for me being with you guys. <laughs>